Welcome to the College Christian Chat Podcast, a show geared towards helping college women balance school, life, relationships, and intimacy with God. I am your host, Sharon Elise. In today's episode, I want to share with you a testimony of mine that was published within a book titled Save, Sanctified, and Filled with Anxiety. I share my struggle of overcoming my fear of flying on airplanes, and I really hope it blesses you. For years, I have been afraid of not only flying on airplanes, but being in new and unfamiliar cities. I didn't start traveling until I reached my 30s, and each time I was never able to fully relax and enjoy myself. Being a writer is a blessing and a curse. I have a very overactive imagination, and if I'm not careful, my mind can work against me. I'd always think about worst-case scenarios, such as, what if this happens? What if something goes wrong? What if the airline loses my luggage? Will I be safe? Will I make it back to Houston safely? All of these concerns seem normal, as I realize everyone deals with a form of nervousness and anxiety from time to time. But my fears and worries seem to be on an entirely different level. It would often take a physical toll on my body. I'd experience stomach upset and loss of appetite. My head and muscles would be so full of tension. I prayed and asked God for deliverance from toxic emotions. I wanted his help and guidance on how to stop worrying excessively and to just go with the flow of life. In the summer of 2018, those toxic emotions bubbled to the surface once again. I would travel to Atlanta for the very first time in July as a participating author for a book expo. On June 21st, I was up early and felt that dark gray cloud of anxiety settle over me as I thought about the upcoming trip. I even went so far as to remove my suitcase from my closet and pray over it, leaving it positioned against my wall. But seeing the suitcase only heightened my anxiety. I turned on my television and watched a message given by Pastor Stephen Furtick. It was then that I felt the idea of a Daniel fast drop into my spirit. How I knew this was a nudge from God is that not only was the date June 21st, but it was exactly 21 days until my departure to Atlanta. I would travel on July 13th. I immediately obeyed this tugging in my spirit to fast. I only ate a few choice whole grain foods, fruit, vegetables, and drank only water. I also sacrificed some of my favorite television shows and books because not only am I an author, but I'm also an avid reader. As you can probably guess, the fast wasn't easy. My church's women's department hosted a chat and chew fellowship, but I could only eat from a fruit tray. My little niece had her first birthday party at McDonald's, and I was the only one present that was not eating. For this reason, I decided to skip out on my father's birthday celebration that was held about a week later because there was no point in sitting in the midst of such good food at the restaurant and not being able to partake. And don't even get me started on all of the 4th of July barbecue I missed out on. But even though my flesh was crying out for more tasty foods, I will honestly say that I enjoyed reading and studying in the word of God during this time. It was great to spend time in his presence free of distractions. My mind and spirit felt at peace. I felt lighter and not so heavily burdened. But of course, whenever there is peace, the enemy is not too far behind, needing to stir up chaos. On my third and final week of fasting, Satan turned up the heat. To be honest, the devil had been digging at me since I'd started the fast, but I knew to expect as much, so I just began to pray more fervently. Each morning when I'd awaken, I'd listen to the song War by Charles Jenkins, and I continued to plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. But on a Saturday morning, one week before my departure, 
Fear and anxiety hit me once again, full force. I was sitting at my kitchen table trying to eat a bowl of oatmeal when I became so riddled with anxiety that my stomach just quaked, causing me to run to the kitchen sink and toss up what little food I'd ingested. In that moment of time, all of the prayers and studying that I'd done over the past two weeks didn't seem to be effective. I was gripped with such trepidation at the realization that I'd be boarding an airplane soon that I strongly considered canceling the trip altogether. I called my spiritual mother and explained what happened at the breakfast table. I revealed to her that I felt God was not hearing my prayers and that he'd let me down. I actually felt betrayed by him. I decided to end the fast, even though I had a few more days left to go. A part of my decision was made in anger because I didn't feel that the fast was working anyway. She reminded me that the point of a fast was to draw closer to God. Fasting shouldn't be used as a bargaining chip in order for God to move on our terms. Later that evening, I sat on the floor of my bathroom and I just cried. It wasn't hard body racking sobs, but slow tears of frustration. I was sitting there questioning God and basically still having a pity party. But I began to ponder on the many times that I've disappointed him. I know I felt God countless times throughout my life, yet I had the nerve to sit and cast blame on him and wallow in misery. So I posed a question, asking God point blank to help me identify what was causing my fear of traveling. He led me to he led me to Mark 9, 17 through 29, in which the disciples tried to cast the demon out of a young boy, but they were unsuccessful and they had to call on Jesus to intervene. I received my answer. It was a clear cut case of doubt and unbelief. It was then that I told God that I couldn't overcome this stronghold of fear in my own strength. I reflected on the book of Genesis and how Jacob warred with an angel all night long. And I repeated Jacob's words to God. I said, God, I'm not letting go until you bless me. I recalled reading how God performed miracle after miracle for the Israelites. Yet after witnessing his wondrous works, they still doubted and complained. I realized I was the same way. I'd experienced God come through for me time and time again. Yet I struggled to just believe he'd do it once again. This is the same God that heals people of cancer and caused the lame to walk. And what I was asking of him wasn't even that hard. I merely wanted to board an airplane. Jeremiah 32 and 27 KJV states, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? I imagined that God was laughing and saying, Sharon, really? You honestly don't believe I can do what it is you're asking of me. So I didn't give up and cancel my trip. I wasn't giving Satan any further victories and was determined to board the plane, even if I had to do it afraid. And as I really thought about it, I realized that if Satan was fighting me so hard concerning traveling, it's because he knows there's a blessing that's linked to me traveling across the world. What better way to thwart any plans God has for me by invoking fear within me, keeping me in bondage that was masqueraded as a comfort zone? Yet, in spite of everything I just stated, I still tried to move forward in my flesh with an alternative plan in place to combat the anxiety. I spoke with a relative who was prescribed Valium to help them alleviate stress. I asked for a few pills. My relative pointed out that I should tread carefully because the prescription given was based off their physiology. It's dangerous to take medication without the approval of your doctor, not to mention medication that is prescribed for someone else. We never know how our bodies will react to certain prescriptions. 
I thank God for his intervention and giving me the wisdom to not make a rash decision that could have proven fatal. The time of departure to Atlanta had finally arrived. I prayed with my parents ahead of time before leaving, but I don't think either of them realized that I was really going through a tough time. I managed to keep it together whenever I was in their presence over the last few weeks because I didn't want them to worry about me while I was gone. I listened to praise and worship music while en route to the airport. I was silently praying as I walked through security and I donned my earbuds and continued to listen to gospel music as I waited to board the plane. I will never forget the song that was playing as the plane lifted into the air for takeoff. I was listening to Juanita Bynum's song titled, You Are Great. It was so amazing because I felt God's presence. And I kid you not, when the plane landed in Atlanta, all of the fear was gone. The anxiety was gone. God performed a supernatural breakthrough and showed me that my fasting and prayers were not in vain. Even though I cut the fast short, he was still merciful and gracious. As a matter of fact, his grace and mercy sustained me for the entire trip, and I had a fabulous time. Also, I returned to Atlanta in August of 2019 for another book event, and I experienced none of the anxiety I had endured the previous summer. He is definitely a God of redemption and restoration. Looking back on everything, I realized it was all a lesson of blind faith. Are you still willing to trust God when it feels like your prayers have fallen on deaf ears? Are you still willing to trust him when it seems like he has forgotten about or abandoned you? He showed up and showed out for me countless times. Please be encouraged to know and believe that he will do the same for you. Coming through in the nick of time for any situation you may be facing in your life right now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to spread the word and follow the College Christian Chat podcast on social media. Also hit the subscribe button so you won't miss a future episode. For any questions or prayer requests, you can reach out to me via email at cccpodcast21 at gmail.com. Again, that's cccpodcast21 at gmail.com. Chat with you later. Be blessed.